What's up? My name is Jonathan Solomon. I'm a part of the team that helped put on the Transcend Conference, a celebration of Christ and culture, more particularly a celebration of Christ through the lens of black culture. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. We pray that something blesses you richly that is said today. No, so I, I think I think um, what what the Bible says about uh, God using culture to glorify himself. I think that was the thing that was on display. Um, Because I don't think many people left like, um, oh man, like, well, maybe some people did, but it's just like, oh man, black culture is dope, right? Like most people left like, Man, God is so good. And I enjoyed this, the way that God was glorified in these different ways. You know what I'm saying? Um, And and so it's just like being able to come and do that, um, express it. And then, like you said, within the cultural moment um, that that would make that like a divisive type of thing like we was able to celebrate that and be able to um celebrate it like through the truths of god and his word that i think um was extremely helpful you know um and because of that um i think that's why god kind of you know laid his hands on it because we wasn't trying to do something at the elimination of like others like not nah. matter of fact i think we invited right. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. all types of people to come like everybody come yeah. you know but but we're 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 gonna do it through a a specific expression um uh and i think um and i think that expression even as we went through um the conference it was seen as like how God, not just like this is just an expression, but how life circumstances and things that God allowed to happen, like develop this culture that that is able to he's able to be glorified in. And that's important. Right. Because like. As we talked about how some expressions of songs came about, whether it's through slavery, whether it came from uh, African culture, like from back in Africa, or whether it came from like even more modern things, you know what I'm saying? Like God allowed those things to happen in a specific way to specific people so that he would be glorified in a specific way. Um and I think that's like dope. We need to talk about that more. Right, right, we need right. to look at that more and try to engage different cultures more so that we can see the different expressions that that God has revealed to certain people so that he can be glorified in all types of cultures, tongues and ways. Yeah, I think I think <clears throat> maybe one kind of practical way uh, to illustrate the very you know, principle that you're, you're highlighting and celebrating is I think, so yes, I think everybody left saying, man, like to, to go to the revelation seven again, salvation belongs to the Lord. And just like my goodness, the grace and mercy of God. That's so that was the Christ was the hero. God's work in Christ was the hero. 
and the cultural expression, for some, the experience was, ah, oh, that felt like home. Like that, that man, I've, maybe I've, maybe it's uh, African-American who felt like I've been in cultures that don't feel like home and that felt like home. Yeah, yeah. So c- salvation belongs to the Lord. And man, that was beautiful. It felt like home. You had some other people that it's like, man, so, you know, uh, primarily white people, maybe that was like, this is the first time I've sat under all black leadership, all black cultural expressions of these truths that I love. And that might have been a first time ever. So then their experience was. Salvation belongs to the Lord. The grace of God in Christ is incredible. And man, that was a beautiful expression I've never seen or, or experienced before of the Lord. So, so it's like, again, you can have the, the clear hero is the same. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And yet, man, for some, it's like, man, this feels like home. For others, it's like, this is new but beautiful. And, uh, and that is, that's the thing that's like, yes, that's, that's, that, is, that is a foretaste of heaven. Well, there, there's going to be simultaneously this, this is our eternal home. Yeah, right. Even those glimpses on earth weren't really home. Right. They were just taste yeah. and, and, and pointing us to home. This is home. And look at how God used all these different cultures to demonstrate right. salvation belongs to the Lord. And, and so I think that's, the, that, that's just a, some of the text messages I got, you know, yeah. was both of those. So one brother telling me, man, this, this felt like home. And another brother like, I've never seen this, yeah. but it was beautiful. And, you know. And I think I want to just say this, too, because I think I think sometimes we paint this picture even of like glory, right? Like of revelation. And we just have this thought of like everybody singing like, oh, you know, like everybody's singing. Oh, no, I'm just playing. But but like everybody's singing in the same key, you know, like in the same tone, in the same manner. And it's like, nah, I don't think that's the picture that that the Bible is painting for us. Like even I thought one of the dopest things you did uh, was when you told some people to like clap in <laughs> uh, a one and three. No, no. Hold on real quick before you continue that. I'm tight because listen. And this is so these days it's black people who rhythm be weird too. So like when <laughs> so, so hold on, hold on. What's the no, implication of that? No, because you know about, there, there, about is the, there is the natural like where like white people like it just, it just struggle a little more to clap like on the two and four. Look, but just let point, me be real clear. I still don't even understand what you mean by one and three and two oh, and four. Gosh, just I, no, just no, to no, confess you know, my so sins. Like, if we if we boom clap, boom clap is one, two, three, four, one, two, three, and some are one. Three, they one, three, and black people like like that. So that's like that was kind of like. So I'm observing, right? Right. They're clearly mad people clapping on the one and three, right? I do that. So I stop. I tell my man Ray to like stop the drums real quick. Like, look, everybody who clap on the one and three, I want to do is maybe they thought I was about to roast them or something. <laughs> maybe that's what they thought was about to happen. Cause like it was like almost nobody did it. And I was like, I just saw it. Like, no, dude, like I so if you go back and look at the clip, it's like, no, no, no. Like I want you, you probably gonna think I'm making fun of you. No, like I want it. And then even if you go back and look at the video, when I say, All right, now all you two and four people come in, it gets dumb loud. I was like, hold on. Some of y'all out here hurting. Just just to, like, you don't have to prove nothing to me. I know it hurt for you to, like, get on that two and that four. Right. But anyways, go my bad. But no, I just think um, that was a good, like, example of when we are with the Lord and glory. Like, no, nah, we're still going to be able to have our own, like, cultural expressions, dialects, languages, um, all of that type stuff um, in 
glorifying God even with him in glory. And I think that's going to be dope. The you, ones and threes and the twos and fours. Right. Absolutely. You, you had another point, too, where you were talking about, um, like, why in certain songs there's, there's this repetition of the lyrics and how that's not a bad thing. It's an edifying thing to stir up our affections. I appreciate that because, you know, I don't think everyone in certain church circles might share mm -hmm. what you were getting at. So, you know, I don't need to say his name, but there's one well-known pastor who I remember once said, no, I like, I don't like music like that. He called it seven eleven verses oh, yeah, where it's yeah. like seven lyrics you sing over and over 11 times. But I remember when I heard that, I was like, I, I kind of took that to heart. I'm like, but what do you mean? So just, you know, like I love hymns too. So when we went to the convention and we were at the nine marks joint and we stood up and we're reading from singing from the hymnals with no instruments, right? Like yeah. I love that. That joint is dope. Um, but then I also love if we're singing gospel rich songs that are exalting Christ and we're, you know, not like we're doing some weird incantation, but it's like, no, like you're rehearsing mm -hmm. these lyrics over and over to like, it's, it's like meditation through song, you know, it's yeah. like, that's, that's just a different cultural expression, but it's still highlighting the same truths of, Amen. you know, a prone to wonder from the God, like if we, if we were to sing that. And I don't, I don't even know where just even that conceptually was originated because that's pretty widespread now. Like I, you can go, you can look at like, uh, musically, some more predominantly like other than like black churches and see like it's a lot of people out here just repeating themselves a whole lot and but i think it's like really good like purpose to it so i of course i think biblically like we see some of that in the song i'm talking about ethnically i don't know sure. if that's like a black thing or not i just know that in my upbringing i saw it a whole lot and it was more caught than taught where it's like yeah. like people repeat the same lyric like god i love you more than anything and they keep repeating it and by the time they get to like the 10 times like god i love you more than anything and it's like but you know that person like was like on drugs they were on a ventilator recently and all these other things so when they say it every time it's like i'm remembering a different part of their story or i'm remembering a different part of like where they were and then by the 11th time about when they're crying i'm like yo, but look at what Jesus did for her or him, like that type of thing. Yeah, and I think I think it has been used in the black church um, definitely to minister to going through hardships. It was almost like a, a way of catechizing tr the truths of God through song, you know, so expressing these truths and not just to learn the truths, but allowing the truths to minister to certain challenges and hardships and trials that you're going through. So like you was just explaining like that sister or brother might have been a fam had a family member going through something in the hospital or just going through hard times of not knowing where meals was going to come from and things like that. And using the truths of God in song repeated, you know, over and over again, um, kind of using that as, as like a medicine to, or a balm, you know, for healing, um, that comes through reminding yourself of those truths. And, and, and like, just to, just to jump in on that a little bit, because I think, <clears throat> I think there's a powerful illustration in this for why it's good, uh, for cultures to learn transcendent truths from different cultures. Um, because I think often the critiques that, that we're mentioning, uh, those who would critique the, the repetitive nature of some songs, um, 
so I'm sure there's exceptions to this, but I at least want to comment on kind of one stream of this conversation, which would be we're talking primarily uh, white circles that are have high value of true biblical robust doctrine. And usually they're critiquing white circles who have less value for robust doctrine and more repetitive music that they would assume in the, dis the, the disagreements can be is just emotional and it's disconnected from true robust doctrine. But, but the problem and what this illustrates is in some of that, I think it's white culture critiquing white culture. But then suddenly, maybe somebody who would have made that critique and maybe say, no, 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 I still have the critique, suddenly gets introduced to black culture where there's a different value for why the repetition that is connected to robust doctrine. And it's like, uh-oh, wait a minute. So maybe that expression is not always the issue. Maybe what that's flowing from is, and now I need to think about even my critique needs to be a little different because it might be I'm just trying to create an emotional uh, frenzy, and that's why I'm repeating it. Or it might be balm to my soul or catechizing uh, a culture, and, a, and, a, and that's where I'm like, I think the catechism illustration to me is so powerful. Where I'm like, that is, like, and it does do that, and it does like stir my affections, and sometimes it does take that seventh or eighth time before my. It's I'm thinking of the psalmist or thirty seventh. Yeah, <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> uh, that's going too far. But anyway, no. it's a little too much. They call seven thirty seven. But I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about the psalmist, like speaking to his soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And there are some psalms that are short, with lots of repetition. And there's some that are long and wordy and robust. And we, we have that in the songbook of the Bible. And so it's like, yes, so the Bible does it correctly. So let us all like adjust our attitude a little bit and say, wait a minute, there's got to be room for both of these conversations. And there can be errors in, in both conversations. And, uh, and so I think it's helpful then when you, when you, you cross uh, some of those cultures to say, wait a minute, there's something here about God that I'm learning and seeing. And I do see it in the text, but I didn't see it before. But this culture is now revealing and, sh and showing me. It's been there all along. I just didn't see it. So, Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the podcast. If you would like any more info, please go to www.transcendconference.com. There you will find dates for future conferences or future events that we will be holding. Y'all be blessed.